0: Much like a plate of liver and fava beans, followed with a nice Chianti, my latest book, Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 3, is ready to be consumed. (laughs) It's only 99 cents, or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Go to com slash books, or... Go to Amazon.com and search for Blood Tingling Tales.
1: <laughs>
0: if you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast sit back and relax keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride the dead body body bag i was trekking through a very secluded section of forest in the deep woods of southern missouri This general vicinity was popular with hikers and campers, but I opted to meander off the beaten path to enjoy the peaceful solace of the timberland. After a few hours, I began to get winded and plop down under the shard of an old willow tree that had taken root near a babbling brook. I closed my eyes and listened to the water gently cascading through the stones embedded within the brook. I could smell the mixture of pine resin, wild jasmine, and the ever so subtle aroma of honeysuckle mingling together sweetly in the air. I could have sat out there all day, but wanted to head back to a more populated trail before it got dark. As I stood up and brushed off my pants, something dark and unnatural to the area caught my eye. It looked like a large piece of plastic sticking out from under some leaves. Damn litter bugs! Even out in the middle of nowhere their lazy, disrespectful remnants can be found. I let out a huff as I marched toward the trash. I'd pick it up and carry it with me until I found a proper trash receptacle to place it in. I bent down, grabbed the black plastic and pulled. To my surprise, there was much more to the debris than I realized. It was caked under the dirt and it took a few solid tugs for me to pull it free. At first, I thought it to be a huge garbage bag, but the material was much thicker than that. It wasn't until I spread it out on the ground and brushed it off that I recognized it to be a body bag. What the hell was a body bag doing out this far in a forest? Whatever the answer was, It couldn't be anything good. I contacted the police and alerted them of my bizarre discovery. They took it very seriously and scoured the entire region over the next few hours. I was sickened when they informed me that they found the dead body of a woman in a freshly dug grave. Later I found out that the woman had DNA evidence under her fingernails which led to the capture of her murderer. Some guy named Boris. And all because I happened to take a little hike through the isolated section of forest and stumbled across that body bag. The killer was a damn fool. Why didn't he just bury the body bag with the body? Moron.
1: The dead body. Boris. I met this girl at a bar. It was closing time and we were the only two still there. I guess we both had just the right amount of alcohol in us to find the other attractive. We struck up a short conversation and then stumbled out of the bar together. We found ourselves walking down a darkened alley. That seemed like a good enough place for me to make a move so we started making out. She was totally into it, but I guess I was moving a little fast for her when I reached up her skirt. She shoved me away and gave me a hard slap. And this broad had some long ass nails. I don't think it was her intent to scratch me, but that's exactly what she did. She actually drew blood. I instinctively shoved her away from me. I think she twisted her ankle because she dropped to the ground like a sack of wheat. She fell awkwardly and let out a strange yelp as her head hit the pavement. I looked down at her. She was lying still. Too still. I knew something was wrong. When I bent down and inspected her, I noticed that her face was a pale shade of blue. I felt for a pulse, but was unsuccessful. The woman was dead. It was a combination of my panicking and being drunk that made me come up with the idea to bury the body. I mean, nobody saw what happened, and I didn't know this woman. Nobody would tie me to her disappearance. I knew an area that would be perfect to bury her at. It wasn't far from a place that people hiked and camped, but this particular region was sparsely traveled. I could bury her there and within a month the grave would settle and the natural foliage would cover it up. I took her out there. It was late at night so no one was hiking and I spotted no evidence of campfires. I saw no reason why this wouldn't work. I dug a deep hole, dropped her body into it and filled it back in. I then covered it with branches and leaves. I knew hikers and campers would pass by the area from time to time, but this was so well concealed that none of them would give it a second glance. I was home free, or so I thought. I was shocked a few days later when the police showed up at my door and arrested me for her murder. I don't know what the hell led them to find that body.
2: THE DEAD BODY SLEEPING BAG I was planning on doing some camping in the wilderness. Originally, my boyfriend was going with me, but he bailed on me at the last minute. He had to go out of town unexpectedly for business. That was fine with me. It would be nice to get away from his constant yapping for a couple of days. The problem was, he had the tent. Fortunately, the weather was supposed to be clear and pleasant that week, so I could do without the tent and sleep out underneath the stars. That's when I remembered that my boyfriend had my sleeping bag too. I asked a friend of mine who happens to be a med student if she had a sleeping bag I could borrow. She didn't, but said she could snag a cadaver bag for me. As morbid as that sounded, I thought it would probably work great so I took her up on it. That night, when I was ready to turn in, I laid down in the cadaver bag near a pleasant babbling brook. The cadaver bag didn't work out as I hoped. Not even close. It was hot, steamy, and made me sweat. I felt like I was suffocating. I barely slept, and the next morning I was so aggravated with that uncomfortable thing that I threw it as hard as I could near some trees and stomped away. I always wondered what the person who found that cadaver bag must have thought.
0: This episode is sponsored by The Nine Lives of Ski Mask. Ski Mask is an animal lover. He's also a serial killer. A bizarre scientific experiment has empowered Ski Mask with more than one life to live. Unbeknownst to the scientists, Ski Mask is not your average specimen. He is an intelligent, bloodthirsty psychopath who has managed to turn his nefarious skill set into a dark, mysterious occupation. The Nine Lives of Ski Mask Complete Collection is only $2.99 or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Search for the Nine Lives of Ski Mask on Amazon, or go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com/books. Neat Freak My wife is 20 years my junior. I'd like to say that she's mature for her age, we had an instant connection, and that we are clearly soulmates. But the truth is, I married her for her beauty. She is the most stunning creature I have ever seen. And that's fine. I'm quite confident she married me for my money. I'm filthy rich, you see. She'll never have to work another day in her life. A fair trade-off in my estimation. I only demand three things of her. One, is that she never betray me. Two, that she shows me proper respect at all times. And three, that she keeps things tidy. And when I say tidy, I mean clean. And when I say clean, I mean spotless. I should be able to eat off the floor. Hard floors should be swept every hour. The carpet should always display the vacuum trails of having been vacuumed that day. I should never experience a speck of dust in my house. Clothes should be hung up wrinkle-free. Sinks will remain empty unless dishes are being done. Dishes will be dried and put in their proper places once clean. Utensils will be placed in an orderly fashion in their designated areas. A place for everything and everything in its place. There are to be no magnets or other decorations on the refrigerator. Food items should be placed in orderly lines. Charts must be kept, never allowing there to be less than two food items at any given time, thus, we shall never experience the disappointment of not having what we need when we need it. A tube of toothpaste must only be without a cap when the toothpaste is being administered onto the brush. I should never observe a single hair in any of the hair brushes. No picture should ever be crooked. Windows shall have no smudges. I don't think I'm asking for much. I met my wife on a computer dating site. Her profile listed one of her strengths as being neat and orderly. I took that as her having the ability to keep a clean house. I even allowed her to hire up to three maids to assist her in her duties. This isn't rocket science. Yet she explained to me that keeping the house up to my standards was a lot of pressure on her and that she was close to having a nervous breakdown. I chuckled. A nervous breakdown from tidying up? How difficult can it be to keep a house clean? And yet today, I came home to a disaster. If it were possible for a tornado to sneak inside through a window and unleash its fury only within the interior of a house, that's what I would have suspected happened. I could trace the vaudeville-like steps my wife went through to create such a catastrophe. It appears that it started with her shattering a glass jar of spaghetti sauce on the kitchen floor. She attempted to wipe the mess with white towels, which along the way she realized she had ruined, and haphazardly threw them in the trash. However, they didn't make it fully into the trash can. They hung out and continued to drip sauce on the floor, which funneled its way to the carpet. She attempted to clean the carpet with bleach, thus ruining it. When she went to the utility closet for a mop, she evidently pulled the entire broom and mop wall mount from the wall, sending all of the mops and brooms flying. The ruckus must have startled her, causing her to step back, bump the shelving unit that held all my nail screws and other fasteners. They spilled out all over the place. In her hasty attempt to put them back into their containers, she scratched up the floor. One of the brooms or mops must have hit a portrait on the wall and knocked it off. She endeavored to rehang it, but hammered an enormous hole in the wall in the process. With all the excitement, she left spaghetti noodles boiling in the pot, which had now cooked dry and smoke was infesting the house. The smell would take days to clear out. I'm sorry. Those were the words she greeted me with. I turned to see my wife's beautiful crystal blue eyes foggy with moisture. Trails of tears stained her face. She was shaking with anxiety. I consoled her by reaching out and embracing her. I ran my hand down her silky smooth hair and shushed her as she sobbed. She tried her best. But her best wasn't good enough. I snapped her neck quickly. She didn't feel the pain. I would cut her up in neat pieces and stack her away nice and neatly, like I did my last wife, and my wife before her, and my wife before her. One of these days I will find a wife who can keep the kind of house I require. I can only hope. She'll be half as beautiful as this one was. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen on. We'll see you soon. Very soon. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose scary stories podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit com slash store That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com Slash Store